Hello, I'm Lauren Goubelet, and you're listening to Rooted in Change. I'm here with Hilary Barrett, a Ching diviner, and today we're going to talk about the plant heather. Hello, Hilary. Hello, Lauren. Oh, so Heather. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, don't get it round here, but um, I've really enjoyed meeting it in Scotland, which is possibly my favourite place on the planet. Um, mm. Mm. That's interesting. You would say that Scotland is also one of my favourite places. Um, and where I've seen Heather growing, I've also seen it in another favorite place of mine up in the Pyrenees Mountains in France. Mm. Love it. So for, for our listeners, let me give you a little description of Heather. Perhaps you live somewhere that you um, have not encountered this lovely perennial shrub. Heather grows very close to the earth, generally never growing higher than three inches. And it loves land that is um, a, of a peat soil, very acidic and the moorlands. Um, it can be found across Europe and in some parts of North America. Heather's presence though, is always an indication of a, a very special stage of the forest system. It's when the forest system has reached its final stage of decay that Heather begins to thrive and multiply. What um, I find most interesting about Heather among um, just its beauty and um, the beautiful blossoms it produces is that Heather is so tough and so resilient that it can regenerate itself even after being burned to the ground in a forest fire. That's mm. a powerful plant, Hillary. Mm. Yeah, I, I enjoy the, the springiness and vigor of the thing. No, um, mm. yeah. You, mm. Yeah, it's, it's you can you can, it's, you can walk on it or you can you can sit on it and it just it just bounces under you. It, it doesn't crushed. Right again, another sign of its resilience. Exactly, exactly. So mm. the messages that we've received from Heather um, tell us this: that you um, Heather can awaken your inner sage. You have lifetime experiences that have honed your sense of discernment, letting in what serves and keeping out what doesn't. But are you trusting your inner voice? That's the question Heather asks. It's inviting you to connect with this knowingness, to befriend it, to walk with it and let it be heard like you would a trusted friend that takes long walks and you consult with them. Heather mm. reminds us that it's now time to stop looking outward for your answers. I think it's a beautiful plant and message for our time. What comes up for you with that, Hillary? Um, this is one that rings a very specific bell. 
happily. Um, when you speak of trusting your inner voice, that sounds to me like hexagram 61, which is called inner truth. Mm. Um, there are two words to them in the name, inner and truth, and inner is a very simple Chinese word. It's drawn just as a square with a vertical line through it, indicating the very center. And one theory is that originally this was a picture of a drum mounted on a pole, and it's been simplified to this line in the center. So it conveys the idea of vibrations that are carried inwardly through the center, something that's known on the inside. And truth, um, this is a word that means sincerity and trust and confidence and being true. It's used to describe the state of connection between someone making an offering and the spirits they're offering it to, and also the state of connection and trust between a ruler and their people. So it's very much about a quality of connection, um, having an open channel. Hmm. And yeah, you, and you talked about yeah, inner trust, which is pretty much the name of the hexagram. <laughs> so, yeah. mm. Well, I can see why that rang a bell for you instantly. Mm. I shared yeah. that. Yes, yes. I I love this this vibration carried inward. That's that's a beautiful image to um, imagine. And I I think one of the the beautiful things that Heather does is is remind you that you have something already there. There's no further seeking needed. Um, and to just mm. take that invitation to relax into what is. Yes. Yeah, 61 is also a very relaxed um, hexagram. Mm. As this rather lovely oracle that says, piglets and fishes, good fortune. It's fruitful to cross the great river and constancy bears fruit. Uh, the piglets and fishes. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the simplest possible sense, it means you've got enough to eat. Um, you're, you're nourished, you're provided for, you've got what you need. Also, piglets and fishes would be used as offerings to the spirits. And that was, they were the simplest kind of offering that could be made by the simplest kind of people. Uh, you know, the, the senior officials might be offering rams and boars and cattle. Um, but the little people could offer the fish that they caught in the river. Mm. Um, and there's a sense of what you cultivated. You, know, you reared the pigs but also what's simply given to you or the sense of just being in the right place at the right time. You put a wicker trap in the river and you have the fish. So, you know, what you need comes to you. You have enough for to be connected, to be in relationship with the spirits. Um, you're Basically, you're blessed. You have what you need. Yes, yes. 
Yes, that, that does remind me of Heather as well. And, and you have what you need. It's a matter of seeing it and then mm -hmm. discerning um, within yourself how how to utilize those strengths or how to put them to use and and that that sounds like that relates um quite well i love the term you said relaxed oracle because i would say that that heather is is a um a relaxed extract a soft and gentle extract but incredibly effective at what it's doing. So talk to me a little bit about what you mean by relaxed oracle. Um, well, there are many that start out by saying something like, here is what you have to do, here is what the problem is and what you have and what's required to solve it, you know? Um, and this one just starts out by saying piglets and fishes. You know, they're already there, good fortune. And then, then it's fruitful to cross the great river, you know, on the strength of this, um, you can embark on new things, you can enter new territory, you can go out and explore, you can make commitments. Hmm. Hmm. But yes, it's it's all there on the inside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, that makes sense. It's, it's interesting. So the warning that comes with Heather is this warning to take stock of what you have. So sounds very similar there what what is what do you have already and and then are there things that need to be cleaned up revitalized or allowed to just go ahead and decay um but the beauty that i love about heather there's uh, no judgment um and and i'm hearing that here and as you're talking about um 61 it, it's not really a judgment it's mm. just taking stock of what is and then utilizing it or letting it be yeah but i wonder if the taking stock part belongs with the preceding hexagram i'm not sure mm. and there's the sense of discernment hexagram 60 is measuring um and it is about finding what well amongst other things it's about finding what tastes right and is sustainable mm. it's oracle actually says that bitter measures uh, do not allow constancy which i always find fascinating because you know it could say um measures that are objectively wrong or that don't match precedence or something but no it talks about bitterness and hence uh, how it you know literally how it tastes mm. um, and so this identify it right right yes and this is said to be the basis for trust um and so inner truth follows mm -hmm. i think it's both self-trust and trusting the world having you know creating crafting growing this working relationship with things which is trust based mm. um about not judging uh this is uh, this comes up in the image, which is the picture painted by the component trigrams of hexagram 61. The bottom three lines of it represent the lake and the upper three lines of it represent the wind. 
Above the lake is the wind, inner truth. The noble one deliberates over legal proceedings and delays executions. You have this picture of the wind blowing over the lake, stirring and rippling the surface of it. Uh, so there's this inner space, this interface between the two that is constantly moving and changing. You know, the, the water is evaporating into the wind and the wind is stirring the water. And so nothing is fixed, nothing is settled. Um, and no irreversible decisions are made. Mm. This this sounds, if anything, rather more um, rather more relaxed, or rather slower, or less pressing than Heather, as you described it. Not sure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Heather certainly has an action to it. Um, so, hmm. but it's taking, yeah. so it's this taking stock, but then there is an action. That would be the next the next layer, right? Yeah, yeah. Sixty one is going to set out across that river. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Yeah. Well, let's look at how it works on the body because I think that may even hold some additional clues because that when an extract is made from the spring buds of the heather plant. We get a very deep acting um, boost to the um, work of the kidneys in urinary tract, which are there to clean, right? And so this boost is to the functions they already do. It's not asking them to do something different or pushing something that they're not designed to do. It's, it's just a, a, a nudge, like, you know how to do this, but let me remind you. And then what it does um, next is what I think is very interesting and unique to Heather. It, it works to create a harmony within this, the systems, particularly within those linings, um, the mucosal mm. lines of the urinary tract and the vaginal wall. So rather than being anti or against and fighting something, it begins to change the environment in a very subtle way. What comes up for you with that? Uh, funnily enough, bells start ringing when you mention mucosal linings of all things. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, because it, um, I, that's the interface isn't it between yes. inner and outer yes um and that reminds me again of that point where the lake meets the wind and the shape of this hexagram shows already that it's about an inner space um it has two solid lines and then two broken lines with a little gap in the middle and then two solid lines on the top so there, there is so there's this space in the middle which is enclosed by solid lines on either side. Um, you can see the, the inner space is visible, and then when you look at that through the lens of the trigrams and their interaction, you see two things that are constantly moving one another and becoming one another and stirring one another and in constant changing relationship. Um, 
it's the the it so it's the inner interface because the thing itself kind of looks like a tube yeah. <laughs> with, yes, it does. with those with those two broken lines in the middle the two soft lines in the middle being um like those linings that you're talking about mm. um, yeah um, well, a point of connection and conversation and um you know never being fixed into a position Yes, yes, yes. And and that image of the wind meeting the, the lake and wind meeting, I mean, we all can imagine the ripples, right, across the, yeah. the lake, and it's ever-changing. Mm. Exactly. When I talk to people about this, I say it doesn't set like a jelly. It doesn't find, you know, this is exactly the right pattern of ripples, and we're going to keep this one. <laughs> you know so often people feel that something a decision has to be taken and in this it, it doesn't so, um, so nothing what, irreversible not yet no no not at all and what what you just said about you know it doesn't set like a, a, a jelly and it doesn't just hold and I think this is something that um we often get misled in our healing process that we're headed towards a fixed destination and that everything then will be okay. <laughs> mm. And um, I, I think this is very true for the body. The beauty of the way our body was designed is that it is ever changing, ever adapting to the needs of the moment. And the mucosal lining is where that happens, where that those adjustments are made and the, the protection is provided that's needed in that moment. And what Heather does so well is to harmonize that to the current state, not to a fixed place um, like and, and um, this is why um, I'm so enchanted by gemotherapy because other, other methods of working, even in natural medicine, we're, also, we're, we're, trying, we're trying to use our intelligence to inform a decision. And with this beautiful plant medicine, it's um, using um, the body and reminding the body how to achieve that harmony that it already knows how to do. And so we're not forcing anything, we're allowing it to come to be. Mm. Yes, that is quite 61-y, <laughs> you see yeah. what I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. It refers people to their inner world and says, you know, keep listening. Um, you mm. don't have to nail this down. Um, a couple of months ago, I had a little reading on my podcast for someone who was uh, asking about the process of writing her memoirs. And this hexagram 61 was her primary hexagram. And you know, it was very much about trusting the inner process. 
had a second hexagram which focused her inward even more strongly, brought all the energy in. And she was asking how to make it serve other people. And the answer was kind of, that's the wrong question. <laughs> it needs to be, um, become inwardly coherent and have that, that state of inner truth and trust. Um, first, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I'm thinking about the times that I've used Heather when I was working as a practitioner and it was often used um, for women preparing for pregnancy and hmm. um, not changing the environment, so to speak, but bringing harmony to what is. And um, it uh, serves quite well in its reminder too, particularly moving into this chapter of life of needing your inner guidance and um, trusting trust in yourself. Mm, yes, I'm very much attending to the inner space. Exactly. Mm, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, when you talk about its guidance, um, I, I think you've mentioned that these essences, not just as remedies, but also as an oracle. How does that work? Yeah, well, thank you, Hilary, for asking that. Um, you know, I think this opens up uh, uh, the whole topic of what is a message? What is an oracle? Mm. How do we decipher that? And um, I think that I would love to hear a little bit about um, your your idea of that as well. So in our work with these extracts, I was continually drawn to um, the plants themselves. And that's when I began um, taking shamanic journeys and doing dream work and hosting groups, whether we were online or in person, to journey to the particular plant to receive uh, messages. What protection do you offer? And mm -hmm. so in the years of doing that, the message that we came to understand was delivered um, it's kind of a compilation of what was gathered so in thinking about that maybe that isn't really an oracle maybe that's a message from the plants how would you see that well an oracle literally it's something that speaks isn't it so right um it's a means of having a conversation with truth with with the divine because it, it gives a voice to it um and I, I think plants can do that would you ever actually sit down with i don't know a list or a stack of cards or something and do a, a reading with the to to bring these plants qualities in or, or how do you work with them in that way? Yeah. So, you know, we work with them another different ways. Um, we do have Oracle cards, 
for these plants um, and um, for folks to work with that on their own or to have a reading. We also have um, gatherings where we um, can work with journeying to that plant or tree to receive your own message. Um, and um, hey, Hillary, I think we had a little blip there. So it's just technology just, happens. Yes, it does, despite all of our good efforts otherwise. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I think getting these messages from the plants can come in different ways through cards, through journeying, through dream work, and also from sitting with them. Um, I'm sure you've had some mm. of your own personal experiences receiving messages from the trees. Uh, yes. I mean, for me, it's simply been a matter of which plants I've encountered. Um, and... Yeah, many of them have, you know, made an impression and left messages or, um, yes, kind of stamped themselves, uh, um, you know, shaped things, uh, shaped my understanding of things. I don't know. Um, I'm sounding very vague. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think I think those messages can come in all different ways. And um, one of the things I enjoy so much about teaching others to access this, I mean, this is inner guidance. It's exactly the theme of what we've been talking about today is trusting that the messages you receive are for you and that you haven't made them up in your head. Mm. Yes, a wise person once said to me that if you were questioning whether you made it up in your head, this is a fairly good sign that you probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start, which which is true, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a, a lovely shamanic um, mentor for years um, that uh, used to say, if, if you were going to make it up, why would you make up that particular storyline? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, good. Um, anything else on the topic of Oracle that you'd like to share? Um, I, don't think so. I think anything and everything can be an Oracle in that Everything can be eloquent, can speak to you. Um, uh, uh, an image I like is that it's as if we shut ourselves away in a little room and and drew all the blackout curtains so that not a chink of light could get in. Uh, but there's light beating down on this little room from all directions. And if we open a chink anywhere, the room will be flooded with light. And it doesn't matter if you do that in a very formal and correct way with, you know, oracles and with incense and yarrow stalks and uh, proper meditation or whether you, you know, sort of fall over the wastebasket and rip the curtains down by mistake, um, <laughs> the light still floods in. So sometimes what speaks to you will be a 3000 year old Chinese oracle. And sometimes what speaks to you might be the graffiti on the side of a passing train carriage 
um, and yeah, and beyond that, some things are more eloquent than others, or um, but everything wants to speak. I think. Um, I mean, the, the ancient oracles have a language to speak to you in, mm. which is what what makes them kind of wonderful. And and the eloquence of plants to me, they're, they're more or less like people. Um, and when I look at my own awareness of them, um, you know, it's, I I remember trees I've known in the same sort of way I remember people I've known and from whose wisdom I've learned and benefited and been nourished. Yeah, it's about building relationships and opening ourselves to that. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, that's probably why. It's the sense of re relationship which you have with a plant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like people, we have to be open to that. And when we're not, we receiving those messages can be more challenging. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hillary, what a great conversation today. I, I so enjoy musing with you and you sharing your deep um, wisdom with us all. Um, I don't think I have any, but I, I keep my, as my dad would have said, I keep my ears flapping. <laughs> I keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And Hillary, you had a particular podcast you wanted to refer folks to. Um, yes, the, the one I mentioned where I was talking to the author about her memoirs um, and hexagram 61 was the primary hexagram so if people would like to listen to that they will kind of hear the hexagram in action as it were um, you know, it's sort of more like the live action video of the hexagram at work rather than just the photograph of it uh, so the link for that is onlineclarity.co.uk forward slash 28 that's O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot C-O dot U-K forward slash two eight. Lovely. Thank you, Valerie. Mm. And if listeners would be interested to hear more about Common Heather, there is a Jimmo Memo podcast you can find on my website, uh, laurenhubelay.com, and you can find your way to podcasts on the navigation menu and look at the Jimmo memos where you can scroll down to find the one on Common Heather. So let's do that. Yes, mm. uh, you will learn quite a bit more, I'm sure. Mm. Excellent. So Hillary, thank you for your time again. Thank you.